Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Welcome on in. Jake Scott with you at our Carrier Zone Studios here at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton across the glass from me and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hi, Jake. How are you today? Uh, good. I like going into the, the, the like... FM radio voice there for a minute. Gordon, hello. <laughs> We're here on Rock 99. Is that your best radio voice right know. there? No, that's just my my FM. Here comes another one from Whitesnake. <laughs> that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let's get Austin. to Casa de Monson for the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Austin, what's your FM voice? Let's hear what, uh, what that would sound like. Coming up next, right here on the wheel, you'll get the the best from the doo-wops on K ninety four star. Oh wait, so you went like uh, older? I like I like that. Okay, I kind of went rock from the eighties guy. You went like rock from the fifties. If that I was, was doing like a metal band station. Coming up next, we've got Metallica. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. Let's see that? You know, a country you know, station. You want that? Yeah. We got some George Strait coming at you next, and some Garth Brooks, and we'll get you to some Martina. Coming up next, right you here know, on the KKCS, the Cats. <laughs> Something tells me that if Austin actually DJed like that, that his show would probably be at two. Two. <laughs> give us your give us your FM uh, voice, uh, Gordon. Inter- introduce uh, a Linda Ronstadt record. Let's hear it. Uh, well, first of all. If I could, I would talk the way I did when you said I sounded like I was a croaky the frog when I uh, had uh, laryngitis at that time. I, I think that would be a perfect kind of uh, voice. Uh, I can't replicate it right now. That would now. not be the perfect FM DJ voice. Yeah, no, it really? would not. You don't think so? Austin, give, give our listeners one more taste of that. because uh, Which I, one? I think, oh, the, no, the, no. Ras- the raspy, <laughs> creepy one. Uh, there's there's yeah. no way uh, a program director in their right mind would hire somebody with this voice. Uh, this I, this I, inspires channel changing <laughs> and calling of the authorities. <laughs> calling of the authorities, come on! I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty good, but uh, hello, yeah. sheriff's department. I don't know what this guy's up to, but you should look into it. <laughs> I got that sexy morning voice going. It's, it's not sexy. You don't think it's sexy? 
That sounds like a Pepto-Bismol yeah, commercial. Not a, that's not an <laughs> FM DJ voice. Is that a before voice on a before and after? It sounds like the voice scrambler of the serial killer in the horror movie. Hmm. All right. You want to play well, a game? I got that sexy morning uh, voice. We don't need to hear it again. <laughs> you, you don't like that, really? No. You don't think? I think women would like that. I don't. Who was it? We asked a, a woman. if We asked Peggy. If she liked that. No, uh, or uh, we asked Peggy if she liked Chester Shadows. That's what it was. Because you, you said the same thing about Chester Shadows. And the first caller. I love you, baby. Does that sound good? Do you think that would work? I love you, baby. Nope. Your Chester Shadows voice is not. What do you mean? It's sexy. No, see, it's not that. I'll bet you there are women out there who love Chester Shadows. Nope. Peggy's on the line. Get uh, Peggy on the air. Hi, Peggy. What do you think about Gordon's Chester Shadows character? You know what? I think it's kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, look. You know, it's like any. It's like any uh, sort of memorable kind of thing. Uh, it's it's kind of an acquired taste, you know, but you either get it or you don't. And I think some people probably wouldn't, but some would. And the ones who would would Ought really to be like in jail. <laughs> L- let me ask right now. No, uh, no, we, do uh, we have time for this? <laughs> probably not. I just wondered if there's a woman out there within the sound of our voices right now who thought that was kind of sexy. Will you please call Austin? No, and uh, and let him know. You don't need to, and <laughs> you don't need to. No, but if you if you will, I, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> what is the number? One eight hundred. Ask Mike. <laughs> hey, was it eight five five three four zero zone? I think that's it. So let, <laughs> let Austin know. So these guys will get off my back on this thing. Because I've had women tell me that that's sexy, and they don't believe me. So if One, you haven't there... had women tell you that. And, and two, when the issue was settled all that time ago with Peggy, doesn't mean you can just open it back up again. But wait, it means, it means we've we dealt got, with we got, it, and we moved on. We got one vote. Yeah, who was motivated enough to call to tell you how creepy that was? That's, right. an, impor- that's an important vote right there. But I, it, it, nevertheless, I don't think that would work as an FM DJ voice. You don't want to take a crack at it? Spit in the hits. You don't want to? That was it. Uh, okay, all right. Spin in the hits here on KBBB. Linda Ronstadt coming up next. <laughs> okay, well, first of all, that, that was pretty good. But second of all, it didn't sound any different than your, your normal <laughs> voice. <laughs> we need to. Uh, can you quick turn around that to play back for Gordon? Uh, let's and, see. And, how about how about to? Uh, Welcome into KBBB. That Linda Ronstadt spinning up next year. Okay, <laughs> All right. It sucks. I know. No, but it, oh. it's it, it's a character created to introduce records. Uh, well, I could do Chester. No, no. Oh, because Chester would probably be a, a two in the morning. He would be Chester. Two. Would, he'd never get the job. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I have a question for you, Jake. Okay. You see this story that uh, Southern Miss interim coach Scotty Walden is uh, is leaving uh, that to uh, be the head coach at Austin Pay. Uh, I did see that. Uh, exp- uh, I didn't get much past the headline. Okay, okay. So let me ask you this question. Okay. Would you? How, how would you view a job that paid you less and maybe was less prestigious, less? 
whatever, you know, uh, and but you liked it. But the other job pays you a lot more and is, is, is seen as something better. But it's not as good for you. Which direction do you go? Well, well, well isn't he the interim coach? Yes. I mean, Miss? So I, I, I would view this as a bird in the hand, ball in the carpet kind of situation. <laughs> Where uh, somebody's gonna somebody's going to give me the gig and somebody's uh, not willing to commit yet. All right. Well, don't don't ruin my hypothetical here. Uh, which would you prefer? A job you really love that pays you less and is less prestigious versus a job that pays you more that is uh, seen as a higher kind of opportunity, uh, but you didn't like it. Which how, way are you going? How much money? Let's say one paid you three hundred grand and the other paid you one hundred and fifty. So, so these are fantasy per, 100% jobs. hundred percent more. Um, how old am I? You're your age now. Uh, I probably take the cash. A hundred percent more salary. Yeah, but the other one's not bad, but it's just not as much, and you don't like it. I mean, maybe if I were in the old twilight of the career and uh, I had the financial luxury to, to split hairs like that, but if I were my age now with my current responsibilities. I was going to say, do you have to move? If yeah, you, if yeah you obviously you have to move. Yeah, uh, but hey, sometimes you got to sacrifice to uh, to do what you need to do. See, I'm looking at more on the longevity side. I, I, I think it. I would prefer to have the job that uh, I'm going to love and I'm going to look forward to going to work every day and not uh, dragging my feet because I don't think you're going to last in that other one, probably. Maybe he goes there and loves it. How do you know? Because he already doesn't. That's part of the question I asked. You don't like it as well. Yeah, but you wouldn't know that before you made the decision. Jake, you keep don't dissect my hypothetical well, here. I I'm to the, ground you I'm, in reality. Well, where you, no, what I'm what I'm telling you is you know about the grass on the I'm other ask, side. I'm asking you whether you take the money or you take the job you like. I I uh, think of others uh, whom depend on me, and I take yeah. But the you've other. got you've got you've also got the you got to think about how long you're going to burn out on the other one. You're not going to like it. You're going to fall away at some point. This this other one you love. You love going to work. Oh, I know you're you're trying to uh, adjust the parameters, so I uh, automatically agree with you. But no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just I'm wondering uh, what's to. important to you. What's important to me? Living mm-hmm. up to uh, my responsibilities uh, within my family. Well, if that's true, then why didn't you get some high-paying job or in college? Why didn't you uh, get your you know your advanced degree and go make a fortune? I'm doing if okay. Important. I know, but you I'm, <laughs> you could make more. I don't know if that's true, but I'm doing all right. I, I'm I'm well, living I know, up to my end of the bargain. But if you're but telling if, me that somebody swooped in here tomorrow and said, "I want to double your salary," yeah, I'd consider that. Yeah, Austin, where are you on this? You don't need to ask, do you? <laughs> it's all about the money. <laughs> Always and forever, because I got a little girl and a wife, and they deserve pretty things. Yeah, but what if what if after five years you hate that job, you can't take it anymore? And then you end up, uh, you know, not being able to maintain. I, I learned a long time ago that even though, like, right now I'm working in my dream industry and, and right there at the cusp of my dream job, and it's a lot of fun, but any job you work anywhere is going to have problems that you don't care for. 
So pay me double what I'm making, and I'll care for it even less. But I'll still get paid double. Hmm. All right. Well, I, I, I probably I think a whole lot of people would agree with you guys. I I just uh, I, I don't look at it that way. I mean, yeah, I, I would I would rather look forward to getting up every morning and going to yeah. work for forty years. Well, you also and, have uh, said this. I only have one Porsche, <laughs> and I can't say that. <laughs> yep, me either. Oh come on! I was just kidding around. You really have more but than that, one. You, that's a fact, though. <laughs> you can I only have one Porsche. I'm telling you right now, and maybe this has something to do with where where we are in our careers. But if someone came to me right now and said, "I'll pay you twice as much as you're making right now," If you up and, and go somewhere else, and uh, I, I would, there's no way in hell I would go. I wouldn't do it. And well, quite frankly, if to be honest, uh, I have had an opportunity like that, and I said no way. I'm not doing it. I, I love where I am. I like the wow. people I work with, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm good. Thanks. So I don't know. I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer. I just that's the right answer for me. All right, good times. Should we? But apparently, uh, this guy and I don't know whether he was on shaky ground at Southern Miss, or someone whispered in his ear, "Hey, buddy, you know you're not going to last here." Uh, but uh, I thought that was interesting to go from Southern Miss to Austin Pay. I know someone that won't be offering you double. Spinning the hits here on KBBB. <laughs> Linda Ronstadt coming up next. <laughs> All of those jobs are so safe. your normal voice. <laughs> I don't know. That one is okay, I suppose, but this one. Welcome into KBBB. And Linda Ronstadt spinning up next here. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Give me the creeps. Oh, yeah. uh, you, and Peggy, you and Peggy. Make Wolfman Jack look like a social worker. Man, Wolfman Jack. <laughs> Can you do a Wolfman Jack impersonation, Austin? No. It passed me by. Can I was you? Not. No, I, I just remember him from uh, American uh, American Graffiti. Uh, I thought that guy, you know, that well, that was Wolfman, wasn't it? In that, he was. But uh, you know, I mean, that's that was he. Apparently, was quite popular back in the day, uh, nationally, I guess. Hey, that movie is uh, quite different from what made George Lucas famous. Yeah, it was weird because when I went back and watched that uh, after I saw it the first time. Uh, I didn't realize, I didn't recognize Harrison Ford in that movie until uh, until I looked real close. And I thought, wow, that's, uh, that's Han Solo. Yeah, that was like his breakout movie. Mm-hmm. It might have even been his first movie. but Well, it, it wasn't exactly a major part. But uh, anyway, I liked that movie. I thought it was pretty good. I don't know if it, has it held up through time? Have you seen that movie recently? Yeah, I saw it a couple years ago. Still good. Does it, was it all right? Yeah. I mean, Ron Howard's still annoying, but. <laughs> what that that, that one uh, that one scene where the nerdy guy God, like what's his name? Oh, Richard Dreyfus? No, 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 no. He's the oh, the, oh, the one guy. Uh, yeah, the yeah. guy who borrows his car. He goes into uh, who to the the store to buy liquor, and yeah. he goes up to the clerk and he's like, "Oh, uh, take one of those magazines and some bubble gum and uh, a pint of whiskey and uh, you know some pretzels." <laughs> just tries to like slide it in there all natural. <laughs> Steve Bolander yeah. is who you're thinking of. I okay, think. I think that's what's his name. what's his name. Steve Bolander. But what was his name? More people have seen him than they probably know. He had name. a funny name in the show, though. Wow, oh, we're we're know. talking about something that maybe one percent of our audience cares about. 
So then he's standing. for the Wolfman Jack show tonight. Yeah, there you good. go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's jump into uh, Gordon wrote a column about uh, BYU. Why don't we uh, get right into it? Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's one of those questions that, that I don't think you can have too much of. Depth is something that, that uh, you know, and that that's with development. That's with recruiting. That's with, um, you know, focusing on details, getting stronger. A lot of that stuff uh, plays into it, finding a scheme that could benefit the majority of your talent and your and your skill. So a lot of that goes into it. There's so many variables that go into getting your depth ready, but uh, that's, that was our focus. When we first got here, we felt like we had a pretty good um, starting group and and um, needed more depth and, and, and not just size or strength, but all of it football iq everything so we started to establish that I th- all right that was kalani satake uh gordon has a new column up at sltrib.com uh headlined how good is byu really maybe it doesn't matter gordon let's talk about the column well you and i have uh, have uh, hit on some of the points but uh before but it's it's interesting to me to see what byu is doing this year with a completely substandard schedule and yet they are ranked 10th in the country in the coaches' poll. They are undefeated, and their fan base is fired up over what they're doing. Compare that to past years in independence, where they've faced a bunch of P5 teams right out the gate, and they've ended up, you know, 1-4 and four or 2-4 and four or something along those lines. And, it, and And then from that point on, they have a bunch of teams that their fan base really doesn't care about, but the energy has already been sucked out of the program because people don't believe that the team is that good to begin with. In the last two seasons, they've gone seven and six. And I, I find that fascinating that not only from a national perspective, but from a fan base perspective, people are fired up about what, what the Cougars are doing this year. And it, it, to them, I don't think it really matters all that much that they're playing, you know, the Texas states of the world. They, they just see the 6-0. and all. They see the ranking. And the poll voters are rewarding them for that. And this might be exceptional this year because people know that BYU made a good effort to set up a good schedule and that that was taken from them. And they've looked really good in beating substandard teams. But they're being rewarded for it. And it may ultimately betray them because they're not going to get into the playoff, even if they're undefeated. I don't think so. And I don't know how it will go with the New Year's Year's Six situation. But people don't, even educated people, people who study this stuff for a living, don't seem to really care. They're rewarding BYU for beating up a bunch of nobodies. And, And so if that's the case, then why in independence are you going to sla- you know, slam your head against the wall every season by playing a bunch of P5s out the gate and then having to suffer the consequences from it? And I know some people this year, Jake, have said, well, maybe this team would be different. We don't know. We don't know how they would have done. They certainly look better, but it's easier to look really good when you're playing these kinds of teams. Overall, in independence against P5 teams, and I included Notre Dame in the P5 group, 
I went back and counted them up, and I'm pretty bad at math, but uh, according to my calculations, BYU is 17 and 27 against P5 teams since entering independence. 17 and 27. That's not going to fire up your fan base. And I know people say, you, know, you got to play the best in order to be the best, and all, but, but BYU isn't the best. And so I, I just find this year really curious because it's working for BYU, this, this, uh, this substituted schedule that they're working through. And we'll see what happens against Boise State because that's a big one. But right now, 10th in the country, man, by the coaches, and you haven't played much of anybody. So why is BYU doing what it was doing in the past? It wasn't working for them. And this seems to be. Well, so maybe maybe it doesn't matter. And people ask, yeah, well, they haven't played anybody. Would they? Would the record be otherwise? And you, you don't know. You don't know. All you know is that victory carries a lot of weight, no matter who you go up against. And, Jake, it's your fault because you taught me this over a period of two or three years with of us arguing back and forth about the value of playing mediocre teams versus facing tough teams almost every week and and uh, i so i i recognize what's happening here but it's curious to me that it hasn't hurt byu so a lot of a lot of thoughts on what you just laid out right there um gordon first of all i don't think it's mutually exclusive to enjoy um more interesting games and still get excited about this season i don't think it has to be one or the other um, you know, ideally, but, you but have it's a, the undefeated. It's the undefeated, Jake, that gets people fired up. Well, okay, but there's lots of stuff that gets people fired up. The the Taysom Hill team a few years ago was four and zero, and had the according to ESPN's stupid probability machine or whatever the heck it was, had the greatest po- probability to go undefeated during the season. They were fired up then too, and then he got hurt, which really sucks. But that's that's fate. That's not necessarily uh, failure. So in an ideal world, you have a, a dynamite season against a, a really good schedule. But here's here's where the argument comes down to me, Gordon, is what's the point if you're going to schedule teams like this just for the sake of going undefeated? What is the point of not being in a league? I don't think there is a point. Plus, you're not providing very interesting product to ESPN. So you're eventually going to lose out there because they want intriguing stuff to put on TV. And BYU-Troy is a W for BYU, but it's not going to be a big draw to your television partners. But here's, here's the ultimate case. And, well, and that, I, that is, that is the, was my conclusion in the column. If you read it, uh, ask the question whether BYU should reattach itself to a G5 conference for those very reasons yeah. that you were just talking about. But still, that is seen as below the P5 level. But if you're going to stay independent, all right, uh, let's just pretend for a moment that they're going to stay independent. Here's the thing. If, if BYU goes undefeated this year, they're not getting into a New Year's Six. Forget the playoff. They're not getting into a New Year's Six. Are you sure of that? No, I'm not. I'm giving you. A, I'm giving you my take. But here's why. Yeah, they, they, I think they have a decent chance of getting in. Oh, I, I do not. Because here's the BYU is not included in the rules. They have to take another G5 program, and these BCS guys who are running the college football playoff and the and the G the bowls 
uh, are not going to include more of those types of mouths than they have to. So what they're going to do is point at BYU's resume and go, you beat nobody, which is the exact <laughs> argument that you're making there. So if you're going to get included in, in those New Year's Six Bowl games, you have to have a resume that leaves no doubt. You have to. If you're going to be included in the club, it has to be because, like, wow, BYU rolled off five P5 wins and went undefeated. That's what. That's the case they're going to have to make. So unless unless they were part of a G5 league, in, exactly. Coming back to to rejoining a conference. So I would I would argue if BYU wants to make the money and stay independent, then they got to keep scheduling interesting games. And, and probably the most compelling reason uh, in, in my mind is, well, for me personally, would be the inclusion in a big-time bowl game. But for BYU, they have to give ESPN a product the ESPN wants to put on TV. And so you're saying play entertaining football. They're going to have to play interesting games, so ESPN has a a want, a reason to pay them. And I know they just signed a new deal, but there won't be another one if, if BYU doesn't provide them interesting football games. Mm, I guess that, uh, that's uh, the beauty is in the eye of the beholder there because uh, I, I think it is possible that BYU could cut back. If they want to stay independent, I could, I could see reasons for them not to front load that schedule so heavy that it's going to blow a hole in the bottom of their boat before they really get going in their season. So play two or three, not, not five or six. And then that gets back to joining the G5 conference because if you, if you do that, then you could still play those teams and still be part of a, a G5. You could do that anyway, exactly, which, yeah. is, which is something you and I both have been saying for quite some time. But, so. but it's, it's just curious to me, and right, you're right. It hasn't really been overly punitive to BYU yet, but they've gotten more run out of what they're doing this year than any year in a long, long time. And they've played virtually nobody. And so it, it, it makes me wonder. One of the reasons that, that uh, the, the, the church that owns BYU likes it playing football is for the exposure they get and the, the positive publicity they get when they play well. They've said that. At least I don't know if that's how high that goes. And I, I don't know if that is indeed a fact, but I've heard many people say that who are part of BYU's organization. So if that's true, they're getting more positive publicity this year than they have in forever, without having played anybody. Well, if that's so, the, what the what end is games. it? What is it that's what? What's that? I was going to say, if that's the end game, and, and you're kind of insinuating that it is um, positive publicity, then then okay. But I, I have it, more it, priorities and what I want to see from BYU than that personally. It gets back to it gets back to whether the question we asked when they went independent: Would you rather be uh, eleven and two? Or twelve and one, and and play lesser teams. Or would you rather be eight and four, and play tough teams? I'd rather and, have and the that. legitimacy because honestly, I'm I'm tired of complaining about the competition. Well, this is the first year we've really done that in quite some time for BYU. Okay. Other than other than the back end of their schedules, which have been rather poor, but the front ends have been heavy. Well, I, I guess what I'm saying is is if we're saying do this more, I would disagree because I, I, I don't want to complain about their schedule every year. I just don't. Then you don't want them to be in a G5 league then? Um, because that would be the complaint if they were. 
well, well, if they do what you're not what you're advocating for, that's not the right word, but what you're talking about on schedule easier, they'd be doing that anyway. The only well, essentially it was his, essentially it was either schedule easier or join a G5 league. Well, if those are uh, your only two options, I mean, what about the status quo? Well, yeah, but BYU's gone seven and six the last two years, and they're seventeen and twenty-seven against those teams. So if you play those teams, you're going to lose a lot of those games. Well, not if they get better, not uh, if they they coach better, okay. and not if well, they. All I know better. is I'm, lo- I'm I'm looking at ten years of data here, and uh, okay, so they have what might have been a better year this year. We don't know that because they're not playing that schedule. The fact is they're 17 and 27 against P5s. Well, and you look at Utah. Witt hasn't won uh, a league title yet, so should yeah, they go look, back to look, the Mountain yeah. West? Look, no, look at the, look at his record, though. Look at the games he's winning. I hear you, but the, you get my point. Like, you're, you're trying to get better. You're trying to build to something. You're, you, you know, it's the whole reason uh, Kalani right, was brought in in the first place. But the, Okay, then you're going to have 50,000 people in that 63,000-seat stadium, and it might go south of that because of what you're doing. Because not only are you tearing the heart out of the fan base because you're struggling to beat those teams, then you can't schedule like that way throughout the entire season. And so then you have a bunch of UMasses after that, and people don't want to watch that. Well, I want to see, and here's, I'll speak for me personally, we can continue this uh, if you want later throughout the show. But if you're looking at me personally, if I, if I got to cover an independent team at BYU, and I'd say the same thing to the fans out there. Give me as many interesting games uh, as I can get because I'm not getting a conference race. I'm not getting a conference title. Don't don't it, the games are already somewhat meaningless because they're basically exhibitions because they don't count towards a conference race. So at very least, give me an interesting game. Give me an interesting game to go to. Give me an interesting game to follow my team. Because honestly, Kirk Herbstreit's opinion means nothing to me. I do, I don't care about the attention. Uh, me, Jake, the sports fan, uh, that means nothing to me. I'd well, rather it means something have something the fans. Well, okay, great. Let, let me know how much. Is it everything? Would you would you rather have Kirk Herbstreit talking about you on college game day, or would you rather your team go up against Wisconsin? Because that's the only redeeming part of Independence, in my opinion, is the interesting matchups, and it's what you have to sell to recruits. I except, mean, except, look at the record. Okay, sure. I I don't know. What are you What are you looking for from me? That's nice. That's oh, nice. I'm just they're, saying they're independent. You, so they're if you were, they're if undefeated. You, if you were a fan, you would rather have your team play interesting games, as you call it, and lose than play less interesting games and win. I'd rather have this good BYU team playing an interesting schedule. That's what I want. That they've been building to this team for a while now and uh, getting all Kalani's recruits in, getting the right coaches in place, getting the right quarterback. They've been building to it for a while now. It sucks they're not playing their original schedule because that's my ideal world right there for BYU. Unless they're going to go back to a league, that's my ideal uh, scenario for them. And whether they uh, go independent or not is irrelevant to me. I I would say that this team against that schedule schedule would have had a pretty good record. And that See, would I, be better than independence because they're not going to a G, uh, uh, New Year's Six Bowl game anyway. But you're looking at it more from your viewpoint, which is not as emotional as it is for a fan who's connected to the program and who gets a kick out of the fact that they're 6-0 right Let now. Let me know. At Jake Scott's own. At Gordon Monson. At Austin Horton. Is the, the attention and the undefeatedness of this year more important than interesting matchups? I'd be really curious to hear from the fans on that, 100%. Yeah, well, uh, if you're going to answer that question and you're a BYU fan, then be honest with yourself and look at your own state of mind right now 
versus where you were those years when BYU was uh, going two and four, two and three, or or worse against uh, P5 teams. Now you're just trying to sway the vote. All no, right, I'm let's just saying out. just consider that because it's easy to say, oh yeah, I want to see interesting games because they do. But yeah, but uh, you but, don't want to go two and four. Okay, we're we Gordon. We're way over. We've got uh, right. uh, Andrew Reinhardt, a good friend, is waiting for us from Wasatch Medical Clinic, and he is a very very busy man. Apologies, Andrew. We're excited you're on the show today. <laughs> Appreciate you guys having me. Hey, let's uh, let's talk about helping out our listeners. Relationships really, really important, and a lot of guys kind of suffer in silence. Yes, they do. If you're out there struggling with erectile dysfunction, you got to listen to uh, you know you got to listen to this new technology, to clinical studies in particular that have been done, showing that we can now safely reverse erectile dysfunction. We can do it without any pills. We uh, use something called acoustic wave therapy. Uh, this is pretty heavily studied. In fact, there's maybe 40 clinical studies on the science page at wasatchmedicalclinic.com showing this opens up blood uh, vessels, it improves blood flow, and the European uh, Urology Association, EUA, they just did a study on the studies. So they took the 14 top clinical studies, analyzed that data, and concluded what everybody has concluded, that this improves blood flow. It can reverse erectile dysfunction safely with just a few treatments, and it does it without any medication. So that basically is restoring the normal and the natural function back in the bedroom. So just to sum it up and answer a question I know you get all the time, yes, it does work. It does work. <laughs> it's proven. And, yeah, you know, we've, we've treated thousands of men all over the country, so I can say I know the feedback. I talk to patients every day. And it's nice that the science agrees. And I think I think this is a medical breakthrough. Ten years from now, the pills may not really be all that popular if used at all. So we're on the front end of something significant for guys suffering with ED. 801-901-8000 is the number to call. 801-901-8000. You get on that schedule today, and you're going to get a lot for free. Yes, we are. Every patient, every person has a different medical history, different age, different severity of ED. We want to have you analyzed by a doctor to make sure you're a good candidate for this treatment. So call us now if you want to get the intimacy back in the bedroom. We'll do that screening and assessment free. We'll throw in a little special gift that produces instant results in the bedroom. And we're also still doing new patients get free testosterone. So there's enormous value to those that call now. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. All right, we'll have more straight ahead. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go, child! Ooh, turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Request Tuesday on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Austin has come up with a theme today. 
Uh, your uh, FM oldies requests. What do you want to hear? Some some you'd hear on Wolfman Jack or or Casey Kasem or or one of those, you know, um, Chester legends, Shadows. Not Chester Shadows. Legends in the FM uh, DJ world. Something that uh, they would play at Austin Horton at Jake Scott's own at Gordon Monson. All right, Gordon. We we got some feedback here now. Just to reset, Gordon's got a column up, and we strayed from it a little bit. We talked about BYU's different options going forward. Uh, proceed in independence, scheduling uh, P5 teams uh, at the rate they've been doing. Lighten up independence, but stay independent so you can bask in the glory of uh, the attention from uh, uh, the media and being undefe- undefeated. Or um, go back to a, a conference. If you're going to lighten up the schedule, you might as well go back to the league. Any, anything you want to add on the reset b- until, before I, I get to the, some of the response here? No, go ahead. First of all, our friend Hugh Chasta Trailer tweets in about our Harrison Ford question. Says, so you got me curious. Harrison Ford's first uncredited movie role, The Bellman, in Dead Heat on a Merry-Go-Round. 1966 first credited role, Lieutenant Schaefer, A Time for Killing, 1967. Wow. So there you go. All right. Uh, all right, getting into some of this. Uh, let's see. At Utes for Life tweets in. Says, if BYU is relevant, why were they downgraded to stream only and BYU TV this week? Taught top 10 team on ESPN streaming this year is an anomaly and I'll back that up with Steve Shaw who tweets and he says how much publicity would BYU be getting if all teams were playing at the same time not staggered starts I, I think there is something to that yeah I suppose I, that, that, that could factor in but but I'm not sure it would completely wipe out what they've done at Chadwick, uh, or our friend Chadwick tweets in, he says, BYU should try to get the top teams of the AAC and Mountain West Conference to form a conference. This would be a great conference with interesting games, of course. I understand the logistics of this much easier, uh, are much easier said than done. I think that'd be cool. I don't know yeah. the likelihood of it happening. There are some quality teams out there. I mean, Boise State among them, but there are others as well. Can you imagine what that would be like? That would... That would be that would be quite a league, I think. Well, it'd be huge geographically. You'd have yeah. to you'd have to figure that out. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Bandman says, "Jake, you are one hundred percent accurate. I'd much rather have a P five schedule than uh, that independence brings and build towards being competitive." Then how come nobody go? How come the attendance has dropped so much? Well, maybe they need a more competitive squad. <laughs> yeah, well, they sold help. out like the USC game last year and the the big names they had at home, didn't they? they didn't they, uh, they uh, look? I don't know what they announced as being in the stadium, but that stadium had a whole lot of empty splotches in it. Uh, David says, "I want this team against the schedule we had. Yeah, it's nice to be ranked and undefeated, but I'd much rather be playing our other schedule, even with a loss or two. Year after year of this would feel hollow." Okay, but how about? A loss or two. How about five losses? How about six losses? How about seven losses? I don't think this game or this team would have lost seven games against that. Well, I mean, maybe. But, I mean, they have a really rare quarterback this year, that uh, a better quarterback than they usually have. Well, get better quarterbacks then. Well, I, well, easier said than done. Uh, Steve tweets in, says, Gordon is wrong. As soon as this season's schedule changed, I decided to opt out on tickets, even though they were scheduled wins. All right. Uh, all, I, all I can tell you is there's more excitement in the air about BYU football this year than I have felt around these parts in 10 years. Andy, wear your mask bird, tweets in, says the record is nice, 
but I would rather be four and one or three or two, three and two playing good teams. I'm watching each week because I'm a fan, but I'm not excited at all. The matchup, uh, hearing about the schedule as a justification for the record takes away from the excitement. I see. I definitely get that. Yep. <laughs> four and two. They're, they're more likely to be, they're just as likely to be two and four, probably more likely. Yeah, but what they're not hearing is, oh, but they're playing against these stinky teams all the time. 17 and 27 against P5 teams. Okay. I don't know. That doesn't really change the argument for me because I'd still rather watch them play uh, an interesting squad. I just would. Well, Jake, you and I can sense this from, uh, from doing the show. Think about doing the show last year and the year before and the year before that. I mean, I mean uh, I'd say the uh, the interest level in BYU football was dragging, dragging anchor, man. Here's Kevin Gull. And, and, I, and, I, and I don't get that sense this year. Well, I think this is their best team this year. It, it really stinks they're not playing that old schedule because this is their best team they've had in a while. They have the players finally. It's a lot easier to say that when you're playing Texas State. Exactly, and that's what fans don't want to hear all the time. Well, yeah, but they might not be 6-0 if they were playing their regular schedule. Okay, but at least they wouldn't have to put up with that. Uh, let's see here. Kevin says, uh, BYU football, as a fan, would have loved to see how this team stacked up against the original schedule, but this year is what it is. But happy that the difference in this year's team is how they're winning in comparison to previous years when they've played down to their competition. Hmm. All I, well, BYU football was built on schedules not quite this bad, but uh, schedules that were in the same ballpark is what we're seeing this year. That's how interest in BYU football was built. Because they were playing whack teams, many of which sucked. And they would mix in an occasional uh, win over a, a quality program. You but, know, but I, I think the rules have changed a little bit in college football in large part because as soon as BYU won their national title, the, the big leagues put their heads together and said, geez, we can't let that happen again. <laughs> Yeah, that's I mean, 100 percent. You can credit BYU for the formation of the BCS eventually, which was what the alliance before that. Right. Yeah. Because they were like, hey, we're, what are we we're giving BYU a national title? What are we doing that for? <laughs> Can't leave it in the hands of the Associated Press. God, what are we crazy? Let's let's get our own thing going. We got to freeze them out. I mean, I think I think the world's a little bit different. And, and we can look back and say, oh, was that, were those BYU teams legitimate or not? I, I don't know. It feels like a kind of a waste of time to me. It, well, this this year's schedule is a bit of an exaggeration. I mean, a bit? Because, <laughs> it's yeah, a huge yeah. exaggeration. Because BYU, Houston, or BYU, Boise State, Houston, and, and uh, San Diego State would be their kind of, I don't mean to sell any of these teams short, but it would kind of be the, the middle tier of their schedule, right? You know, four or five P5 teams, three or four Mountain West teams, sprinkle in the Liberties for the rest. That's that's basically been the formula. So about, it's gone from that? it's gone from your your middle teams are now your best teams. So it is it is absolutely an anomaly. Anonymous. Yeah, maybe, anomaly. Maybe they, do, there. maybe they could do if they wanted to stay independent. Maybe they could mix in like two, 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 uh, two P5 teams. And play a bunch of Mountain West teams or of that ilk. But here's where we agree, and, and here's where we can end it, because I like it when we, we agree. If you're going to do that, you might as well go back to a league. 
Yeah, I do agree with that. If you're if you're going to dial back the independent schedule just to schedule some wins, at least give us a conference race. Give us something. And you know, go back then to you'd have. Then if you had the best record of uh, that G5 group, then you would be playing on New Year's Day. So I think I can sum up both our points when I say, come on. <laughs> come on. I think you need to say that more often. I agree. I, I think it needs to be said on the show frequently. Come on. All right. It is the well, big show. A productive segment. Enough. Actually, that I thought that was a productive segment. Good. Was, hey, thanks to everybody was, who was... I was mimicking Joe. Thanks uh, to everybody who responded. I mean, come on, man. (laughs) I thought that was good stuff. Stay tuned. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. There is a house in New Orleans. This one goes out to Emery. We wanted to hear the animals. Very underrated, very underrated band. I'm telling you, Austin, this was a good idea. You did good, man, my friend. This is uh, it's good to hear these old tunes. Uh, we're doing uh, basically uh, what you'd request uh, to a classic oldies DJ, like Casey Kasem <laughs> or, or Wolfman Jack or something. Because we tried to be classical DJs earlier in the show, and Jake, you did well, and Austin did well, but I feel spinning the hits here on KBBB. Linda Ronstadt coming up next. I like how the the on the KBBB the third B went up like he was asking a question. KBBB. <laughs> <laughs> like I have no. Is this right? KBBB. Little love speak. Right Three here, Bs. Right here on the Zone Radio Network. KBBB. KBBB. I like that part of it. That was good. Can I try it again? Do Let, you have to? By all means. All right, here I won't do it now. I'll do it coming up. But I got I got to work on my uh, on my FM uh, delivery. Are, are you gonna Are you gonna practice? Yes. During the break. You gonna, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. I don't uh, want to subject my practice runs to our, our, our subject our listeners to those. But the animals are a fine band. They uh, are. absolutely a a fine band. All right, we've got what's going on coming up right around the corner. Uh, we've got to dive into some basketball coming up a little later on in the show, talk about what's going on uh, in the NBA, so stay tuned for that. We'll also mix in some Utes as their camp continues on. The Utes kick off in a week and a half, Gordon. We're going to have all yeah. three team, all three local teams playing uh, by uh, November the 7th. And don't forget that Austin has a rip snorting, uh, you know, uh, Austin's list today, too. Coming up at 3.50, so make sure and, and stay tuned for that. But right now, let's jump out of the zone phone. Joining us now from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he is our friend Andrew Reinhardt, here to help our listeners uh, with a problem that a lot of guys deal with, Andrew. Yes, it's so much more common to have erectile dysfunction than we know or maybe we'd like to admit so many guys out there suffering. And what's kind of shocking is, how popular pills are, but also how ineffective they are. I meet people every day, every 10 minutes, that the pills, they stopped working and they cause side effects. Um, This industry, this problem has been in need of a revolution. And acoustic wave therapy, the technology we use, I believe, is that revolution. It's FDA registered, clinically shown to open up, regrow blood vessels in this part of the body. So, uh, you can get, some studies say, 50 to 60% more blood flow when the timing is right in the bedroom. 
Uh, one clinical study even said it doesn't matter how old or young you are or what type of health history, that even when they took a huge variable of guys, it didn't affect the results. So this can work. It can reverse erectile dysfunction. And the big takeaway today is you don't have to take a pill. You don't have to use injections. It's an all-natural, spontaneous reaction. You know, uh, you mentioned the 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 side effects and taking the pill and the injections, oof, which just shins, sends shivers, you know, through the body. Like, it just sounds horrible. But it, it's pretty amazing what guys have put up with for a long time. Yeah, this is such an important part of a relationship and happiness, maybe, that guys, they do some crazy things. Um, but... We believe that, you know, you don't have to put up with, with that kind of stuff. You don't have to deal with those side effects. Um, the injections have come with significant side effects, scarring that can cause Peyronie's disease and a bunch of other things. And guys just want the spontaneity back. There's nothing worse than saying, excuse me, honey, while I go use a needle, while I go take a pill. That ruins the moment. They want things to work like they used to. And as far as I know, the acoustic wave technology that we use for ED is the only thing that can get that natural function back without meds. 801-901-8000, number to call. Get on the schedule, and you always uh, take all the risk out of it for our zone listeners. We really do. Uh, we offer a lot of specials when we come on the show, so call us now, guys, if you want to put a stop to that erectile dysfunction. The exam will be free. This is a screening with our doctor. He'll conduct even a blood flow ultrasound for free. Uh, he'll give you a little special gift that's proven to produce instant results in the bedroom. That's free. And new patients even get free testosterone. So we've got every angle of erectile dysfunction covered. 801-901-8000. Call now. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks so much. All right. We've got what's going on coming up right around the corner. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.